0: If you are or considering being part of the gig economy and start your own business or offer freelance services, you will want to hear our next guest, Jason Scott Montoya, the author of The Path of the Freelancer and a new book, The Jump from Chaos to Clarity for Your Striving Small
1: Business. Welcome to the Georgia podcast. Featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios. Offering podcast studio rentals, production, and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs. Co-working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Now join Rich Casanova broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks.
2: All right, y'all. As we say here in the South, uh, welcome to another episode of the Georgia Podcast, Rich Casanova, alongside my uh, buddy Artio. We call him Artio, but Artie Rudman. Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> okay, um, and we're here at our our uh, Alfredo studio. Uh, in tandem with the Alfredo Chamber of Commerce, we got some exciting updates uh, midway through the show about that. Uh, but first up, uh, we have all, uh, in the studio, as our on-air guest, um, a friend, a colleague, or someone I've known for quite a while. We've met, um, you were in actual, an original studio back in the day, the Lenox Center.
3: Yes, yes, a few yeah. years um, ago, uh, so thanks for having me back. Yeah. And, and, and we, I think we met you know years before that, but probably at some networking event.
2: Yeah, networking, and then I attended one of your um, your events as well. Yeah, it
3: maybe the VIP networking at the uh, Buckhead Club. Yeah, and it
2: was something about flowing, or like the map, or the trail, or like the, the island story. Yeah, the okay, island story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So um, that's the voice of Jason Scott Montoya. As already mentioned, uh, he grows small business owners, teams, and incomes around Atlanta, Georgia as a freelance consultant. He's also, as we mentioned, the author of two books. Uh, one just recently came out. It's literally hot off the press, but we were talking about it before we went on the air. Uh, he carried it in this cool Atlanta weather, and it was actually a little chilly. Uh, meanwhile... Um, uh, one for aspiring freelancers, that's the path of the freelancer, and another for striving small business owners, which is, I think, um, both of those boxes check for our um, our, audi- our audience, and that's uh, called The Jump. So, uh, Jason, welcome back to the show.
3: Yeah, thank you, Rich, and, and thank you, Artie, for, for having me on here. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing the message of The Jump, and and uh, you can learn a little bit more on my website at slash the jump. You can download some free chapters and, and check that out for sure. Perfect. You had cool. that locked and loaded,
2: rehearsed, <laughs> and ready to go. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, as, as you're listening, check out that website and kind of surf around as you're tuning in here as well. Uh, and on a personal note, so you, um, you've lived here, how long have you been
3: here, Atlanta? So I've been in Atlanta since 2005. Okay, um, me and my wife um, were both from Arizona. We got okay. married, and then the day we got back from our honeymoon in Hawaii, we packed up everything and moved from Arizona to Atlanta. Why? It was it was a bit of a leap <laughs> yeah, of faith. That <laughs> is, yeah, or yeah, a jump. Yeah, <laughs> it was a jump. It was uh, the first jump. <laughs> um, I was ambitious, entrepreneurial. Wanted to get into the the entertainment industry. It just okay. had a lot of a lot of uh, ambitious dreams. And uh, had a little bit of family here actually too. Okay. My my great grandmother, she lived here at the time. She was ninety nine. Wow. She ended up ninety nine. Li- yes. So um, she ended up living another ten years. So oh my. Oh my right. god. <laughs> serious. Yeah. So she died uh, a couple years ago. Um, but we got to spend a decade with her. And, and wow. I had never known wow. her growing up, so wow. it, was, it was awesome to, to do that. She's got to
2: hold the record for maybe one of the oldest people in she Georgia w- or uh, she was in the pretty, country. She was
3: pretty close. Um, she died just two weeks short of her 110th birthday. Wow, that's insane. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's when you just fudge <laughs> the birth certificate. Like, <laughs> yeah. they could really fact check that back <laughs> yeah. in the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so she had some secrets there. But that's anyways, amazing. She had a little bit of family here. So that and was speaking a of family, you have yeah.
2: five children. That's just yes, mind-blowing.
3: Five five little ones. Uh, yeah. the oldest is a girl and and the youngest is a girl and and then three boys in between between wow. um the ages of 1 uh, through 10 so so, yeah. you're just happy to be right here. Yeah, a lot going on. <laughs> no doubt. On top of everything else. So.
2: Speaking of a lot going on, so uh, let's talk about. Um, We've got a lot of ground to cover here. So, we're going to talk about first these five natural stages you call IDEMA. Yes. Uh, talk to us about that.
3: Yeah, so IDEMA, um, it's a framework for capturing and sustaining ideas. And it's an acronym. So, each, okay. each of the letters in IDEMA stands for something. And so, I stands for ideate. So, when you think about a project, Yep. or a company, everything starts out as an idea. So yep. you ideate that idea, and what you want to do in that stage is capture that stage, or capture that idea, excuse me. Um, then you go to the D, so ID, discover. So you've got to discover that idea, plan it out. What are your intentions? Uh, what do you want to do? What's the plan to execute on those intentions? What does that look like? How are you going to s- you know, uh, work through that? And then we have execute. So we actually have to bring the plan to life. We can't just build a blueprint and, and put it in a drawer. We actually oh have to man. it. <laughs> <laughs> There's where the work comes so I knew there was a catch <laughs> to this, yeah. Um, that's really the shift between you know, a dreaming entrepreneur and a real one right. is someone who's actually started something. 100%. So you have a lot of people that want to start a business, and they've been maybe thinking about it and planning it for years, but they haven't actually taken that step. So that's where the execution stage comes in. Then the fourth stage is the maintenance stage. Okay, so that's where you take what you've created and you keep it going, right? So you you all have this podcast, and you could have just done one episode and then stopped, right? But you maintain it. You keep it going on a regular basis, as does a business. And then the fifth stage is the audit stage. So I-D-E-M-A, IDEMA. A stands for audit, which means we audit what we've done. Um, Is it working? Do we change it? Do we keep it? Do we stop it? And so the, if you look at a business, you can actually, based on certain tendencies and, and um, currents in the business, you can actually see where they are as a business in those five stages. So, for example, um, let's take the execute stage, the third one. If you have a company that, that's really in that stage but they're kind of stuck in it, mm-hmm. um, they're building a lot of things, but they're not following through. They have a lot of unfinished things they have a lot of things they don't maintain so they they build a website and then they they abandon it and then a couple years later they go man our website's kind of outdated (laughs) right so um you can see where a company might be in their own maturity based on these five stages it's sort of a lens to look at it does that make sense
2: a hundred percent i mean i'm uh made a bunch of notes here on that on first on the uh, execution stage Uh, we did a podcast yesterday on buckhead studio and um the uh, guest was a big fan of Think and Grow Rich. And he actually mentioned a good point. He said Oprah reads that book every year. Once a year, she rereads that okay. book. So I'm thinking uh, she's kind of done some cool things. So maybe <laughs> yeah. that's that's a – yeah. I made a mental note to do that as well. Yeah. But I was kind of um, toying with the, na- the title of that book. It's called Think and Grow Rich, not Think or Grow Rich. Okay, yeah. Right? So that's a, you got to execute, right? Yeah. Um, and speaking of execution, so one of the things we developed, we have an acronym called KID. Okay. So after every uh, significant event, we we'll go back and look at it. We so what should we keep the K? Yeah. What yeah. should we keep about the event? I, what should we improve? improve? yeah. Right? There's an area that we need to improve. And then delete, what we should delete or remove, yeah. right? Yeah. Which
3: is, yeah, pretty much a-, a Similar, a, yeah. Yeah, for the audit. Yeah. And it, and it, what you, what I see with organizations or myself or, or my own business, um, Is When we don't do the audit, what we end up doing is we end up in that maintenance stage, and we keep doing the things we're doing, and we don't do what you're talking about. Um, We start to get bloated. We start to add things. We start to expand things, and all of a sudden, we start to wonder, why am I doing this thing? It's not actually uh, benefiting the bottom line or not actually helping this person. You know, and, and I, I get that opportunity to, to do that through the audit, but without the audit, we keep doing those things we shouldn't be doing. <laughs>
2: well you mentioned like uh the, the individual, the company building a website and then just uh, going on to the next project. Um, it reminds me of this visionary integrator principle. Yeah. Is that you have the visionary and that's sort their of thing is to create this big picture. Yes. But they now they move it on to something mm-hmm. else. But you, so you have to have that team that's yeah. gonna integrate that, that's gonna keep that uh, that engine yeah. going with a forward and, so. But the
3: challenge is a lot of times the visionaries they struggle to, to, to delegate that authority. Right. And, uh, yeah. and so they do abandon it or they leave it behind with the team. Right. But when they see the team isn't doing it the way they want to yeah. do it, they end up putting their, their fingers back into right. the into the pie. And so what they need to do is more of a, s- um, a an intentional, deliberate transition process that allows them to sort of do that in phases so that they're sort of allowing themselves to, to Man, walk Artie, away. this guy's smart huh <laughs> well I, I actually lived uh, through oh, okay. what you're talking about <laughs> yeah.
2: i had
0: a manufacturing business with my brother for 20 years okay and when you talk about visionary i'm pretty good and he was he, he was just in a different stratosphere amazing wow, yeah uh, so you know i would start initiating what he had planned, and yeah. no sooner would I start, he'd have another idea that would take resources <laughs> yeah. and time. And, I finally and he wanted you to do them all, right? <laughs> <So> <laughs> I had to finally come up with a homily and yeah. said, you know, brother, <laughs> I said, great ideas need landing gears as well as okay. wings. Yes, that's I love way that way one. Write that it. down. <laughs> say that
2: again, because I've heard you say that a number of times. Jace, you may want to make a note of
0: this for you next book. Great but ideas need landing gears as well as wings. Yeah. Yeah. I, guess
3: yeah. I guess if he's just thinking about flying, he, doesn't, he does not <laughs> <Right>. think about landing. <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> he was the original <laughs> Icarus. He but, saw yeah. the sun turn and,
0: on those waxed wings and was gone. Yeah. But, but
2: that's a good point. If you only think about flying, you're only going to fly once. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>? yeah that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we got a lot of ground to cover. Let's jump into the next topic here about um, uh, and you know we, we, what you just outlined there. And now we're talking about the jump from rogue action management. Uh, you, you have all these acronyms, RAM, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to systems-oriented leadership, SOL, uh, which has another thing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> should you stay on course, change your business model, or shut down the company? I mean, that's, um, I mean, business when they launch, first time I heard somebody say, when you launch, when you start a company, you have to have exit strategy. Yeah. And that's so foreign to entrepreneurs. Like, why would I do that, right? Yeah. Start with the
3: end of mind. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So let's, let's start with uh, the step one about talk to us about transforming your business by leveling yourself up.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, really, in the, in the book, they're, they're, the heart of the book, there's these two kind of really core concepts that i want to convey to people and the first is um you know when talk about your business you're stuck your revenues have been the same for a year for the last several years and you're wondering how do i grow it i feel right. like i'm just sort of going in circles and what i explore is you know talking about what you said should you keep it should you improve it or should it die right, kid, yeah. right? so yeah
2: well very good yeah and that's <laughs> without taking any <laughs> notes i'm impressed so
3: um that's what we really need to do with our business you know, In my company, what I realized, I, I asked myself this question. If I could start over vocationally and I could do any anything in the world, what would I do? Would it be to start and run this business? And huh. I couldn't enthusiastically answer yes. And I realized I wasn't fully committed to the company. Wow, good point. Yeah. And if I'm not fully committed to the company, then I can't make that jump. So I need to fully commit to the thing that I can make the jump for, and I need to do that. And that's what I find that with a lot of business owners is, and and this is true for me, I kind of fell into my marketing company that I had for about seven years from 2007 to 2014. Um, You know, I had aspirations to be an entrepreneur, but I just knew the technical things in marketing, so that was the company I started, but it wasn't like I intentionally chose that. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they end up starting a business, they end up making money at it, but it's not really the business they want to have or want to run. And so they're not all in. And when you're not all in, you hold back. And so... That's the first piece. That's
2: say, that, say that phrase again. That's a good one. When you're not, not all, all in. in
3: um, you hold back. You hold back. Yeah. You, and, and, and Where's our whiteboard? We need to write yeah, that yeah. one down. So there's a, a great film, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen it with Batman. and right, the, yeah. thir- the third in the trilogy. But there's a there's – a s- essentially Batman gets captured by the villain, Bane. He puts him this prison. And he's at the bottom of this prison. And you can see the sky. And the only way out is to climb out. But to climb out, you have to climb these platforms and you have to jump. From these platforms. Well the last platform is too far to jump. You just uh, you'll, you, you try and jump and you die. So there's this rope that anyone that tries to escape um, ties themselves to. So when they go climbing up if they jump and then they fall they don't die. And so uh, Batman's character is he's climbing up with the rope and he's jumping and he's jumping and he can't do it. But he had heard about that someone that had escaped. And he comes to find out that the person who escaped did it without the rope. They made that jump without the rope. And that was the key is he, that's when fear found him is you give everything you can um, to something. And when, when you don't you know, have anything to lose or when you're willing to risk it all, you're willing to give it all. And that's really what the jump is about. So leveling up yourself is about understanding that this is what you're going to do. And in order to get to where you want to go, you have to face your fear, the very thing you've probably been avoiding or running away from. Make sense?
0: It a- it absolutely does to me. Uh, we're in a very similar uh, highway, if yeah. you will. I- I'm a, uh, a fractional executive service company. So uh, I came up with the, the law of physics of uh, business development, okay. which, which is very attuned to yeah. what you're talking about because you started something and you had to question whether you were all in or not. Mm. And I kind of put together the law of physics of business development is your energy. Yeah. Energy turns to matter. Okay. And matter turns to gra- has gravity. Oh, okay. And gravity attracts people to you, your ideas, and
3: your business. Interesting. So once you throw yourself into something, people start. They're inspired by it. That's right. Yeah. So, That's how right. does how's that, what's a practical way that plays out in like a business?
0: Well, just the fact that you're here, yeah. Just the fact how you started your business, just the way Batman. What what <laughs> made Batman want to get the hell out? Yeah, right. He had some
3: cause. Right. Yeah. I mean,
0: what really, what we're talking about, Batman, is he's a business owner that's trapped into making the same revenue yeah. each year, or he's being challenged, and mm-hmm. he he just was trying everything that already has been done before, and it wasn't working. Yes. Something new had to happen, but he was all in wasn't yeah,
3: he yeah he was willing to do whatever it took so i know already you
2: want to jump to step uh, step two here right so um yeah what's i a, what's next on the list here
0: well this is uh jason's um step two for build a strong business foundation yeah so it's the formula for intentionality
3: yes yeah, so when i think about um a business you have to like i think about it as a ha- you know like a house you have to be you have to have a, a strong foundation with bricks and and concrete and all that right so um, when I built my business, I didn't have that. When most entrepreneurs build their business, they aren't intentional about it. We're just sort of, we see an opportunity, we chase it, and we kind of build from that. So the formula for intentionality is a way for me to visualize what that foundation is and how to understand the different pieces. So the formula is purpose, so our why. Why are we, why, why does this business exist? Um, plus mission, how are we going to conduct ourselves? What's the, what's the cause that we're trying to, to accomplish? Within a certain set of values, what is it that we value? What are our guardrails, or guidelines that are going to shape, you know, what we're going to do and what we're not going to do? And then that those are the comp- the elements of this formula, that equal vision, which is our destination. Where are we going? What's this picture of, of the future? What's this picture of what the business is doing in the future for our clients? And how does that, um, you know, operate within the organization? So purpose, why, plus mission, how within core values, within – Equals vision, which is the where. And that's the foundation is understanding what those are, articulating them, documenting them, and, and disseminating them with to our team. Make sense?
0: Yep, it, it does. So those are the four pillars?
3: Um, so the that four – go ahead. Well, that's the first two uh, steps of that, right? Yeah, so um, – uh, for, for Well, within there
2: that, that, they have the four pillars. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, so within the mission, I have what are called the four pillars, um, the four strategic pillars of a small business. Which is our offering strategy? What's the solution? Um, this would fall under the mission, right? Okay. But what's the offering that we're we're putting out there? What's the p- what's the solution that p- that solves a problem? Right. So what's the problem we're solving? Um, wh- there's positioning and leverage, which is what makes us unique to provide a solution, and what makes our customer unique in terms of who we're targeting. And then the fourth is our promotional strategy. So how are we actually k- persuading people? To hire our organization versus somebody else. So those are the four strategic pillars to help us live out that formula for intentionality. And Jason,
0: how important is insight at that level?
3: Um, well, what do you mean by insight, In and what, what sense? Well,
0: l- for instance, if you have an idea and you have a vision, yeah, it it has it been done before? What's it, what is the competitive uh, landscape, if you will? Yeah. What differentiates what you're doing so that you will succeed?
3: Yeah. So. Um, I think that's the insight is critical. Um, the level of insight is going to be different for different types of businesses in different uh, stages. So, if you're a pioneer, you're trying to d- start a company that's nobody else has done it before, right? It's it's very challenging because you you have limited insight. You can go with yeah, you know what you do know, what you have seen, your instincts, um, what you expect in the marketplace. I mean, you got an iPhone over there as as do I. You know, Steve Jobs sort of saw things and and he. He went after that. And I think a lot of it has to do with experimenting. You don't know what's going to work in that context. You've got to do a lot of little experiments and see what gets you traction to get you that insight to get you there. Now, if you're going to start a, a tried and true business, you know, like a, like a plumbing business, right, <laughs> you know, people are going to need that. You know what that is. So you can, you can sort of use best, best practices and build build something. I think what you've got to do is figure out what differentiates you from someone else. Um, but also you just got to have the fundamentals, right? you got to do quality work, customer service, those things that are just expected.
2: All right. That sounds like a lot of similar line of conversation that you hear on the Shark Tank, these four pillars. I mean, and those are billionaires that yeah, are having that, that, exactly. that same line of questioning, right, about yeah. their business. Right. Yeah. Do they check those boxes? Right. Uh, all right. So you're listening to the Georgia podcast. Uh, Rich over here alongside Artie Rudiman. And um, we've got a great conversation here. We're about uh, only about 10 minutes left here in the show. Believe it or not, we've been f- flying through this here. So um, so we're going to jump into uh, the two other um, steps real briefly, and we've got some stories here from you that uh, you're going to hear from. And that's uh, Jason Scott Montoya. Just had the .com, and you're there, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs>
3: jasonscottmontoya.com. <laughs> I blog. You can learn uh, more about the book there, download free, free chapters and some other resources.
2: Now, we've been talking about a lot of the subject matter within the book but give us your best uh pitch. So this is a pretty significant uh book yes. <laughs> and we appreciate the copies you uh Thank you uh, you gave us a copy here in the studio. That's awesome. So talk to us about uh, in 17 seconds or less, <laughs> what's your best uh pitch for why would people, you know, read the book? What's going to be their takeaway? Um you know, what's the mission behind the book? That's a rapid fire multi Point, yeah, question, yeah.
3: But yeah, yeah. So I'm very open and vulnerable in the book. I share my right. story, I talk about my failures, and okay. as well as my successes, and I tell my stories. And, and really, the book is for someone that has been in business for several years, okay, and they're stuck. They've okay. tried everything, um, or they think they've tried everything, right. um, they've uh, chased all kinds of shiny objects, and they're just kind of embroiled in chaos, and they're wondering, how do I get out of this chaos? And how do I get this business to be the thing I originally wanted it to be instead right. of the prison that's now enslaving me?
2: Whoa, yeah. That's, um, uh, that resonates, I think, with a lot of people. Yeah. Right? Because um, I don't know if you subscribe to this, but years ago I heard a business coach talk about th- that premise of like uh, what got you from A to B will yes. be the exact same thing that can hold you to get to point uh, C.
3: Yeah. OK. Because right?
2: like we, we mentioned at the top of the show, we've met uh, networking. I used to be the networking guru. Everybody would say, Rich, I see you at every networking event. Yeah. You must be the networking king. <laughs> I tell people, well, I actually prefer to be the networking prince because he has a lot more fun. I think <laughs> <than> the king <laughs> has a lot of, lots of Yeah. But that was all I did. And that really. And room s- for
3: growth. You were the. Ne- yeah.
2: You built a brand around it. Yeah, a a brand around it, but also connections and uh, build my Rolodex, made a a ton of contacts, and it really catapulted catapulted my business. Mm, Yeah. But then there's only so many networking events you can attend. So I hit kind of this this wall. Plateau. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, I could still be networking. Yeah. But that's not going to get me to point C. You had to change your strategy. Yeah. yeah.
3: And, okay. and I can relate to that because, um, you know, I did a lot of networking as well. Oh and yeah. and, but I got to the point where I was like, I'm, I'm meeting so many people. I need to, instead of meeting new people, yeah. I need to build relationships with people I already know.
2: Yeah, and it goes back to your, your one of your earlier points about, um, you know, that was great as far as uh, execution. But the, uh, what was it, not follow-up, but it was the um, auditing. Yes. Right. Yeah. So uh, now I, I need audit. Is this networking working for me? And yeah. what should I change? Okay. So um, we got two more quick uh, points to here. We want to uh, save some time for if a I story. Can just jump in there. Okay.
0: And um, I also counsel businesses, and many times I'm told we're fine. We're just <laughs> doing organic growth. Yeah. Right. Meaning. Yeah. You know, Right. Yeah. Referrals and existing. Yeah. And what what do you do when you hear that? What does that send a so message I, to you?
3: I'm actually a good a question. Fan of of organic growth. Um, I think people that want to accelerate growth need to understand how growth works before they accelerate it. And so because um, if you go borrow money to, to try and accelerate it, but you don't understand the mechanics and, and the foundations of business and how to grow it, yeah. then then you're actually going to cause more harm than good. But a lot of people do say that organic growth, sometimes it's an excuse for not doing the things they should be doing so Uh, you really got to dive into what is what do they mean by that what is that actually what are the you know the devil's in the details let's get into the specifics and figure out what you're actually talking about are you being are you being lazy or you being are you avoiding something or are you truly actually growing organically and then from there you want to um you know build the company and then get yourself some momentum and margin to then be able to accelerate it as the flywheel as jim collins but it continues to, yeah. to spin. Yeah. Man, if I
0: Are you ready for your next point? Yeah, yeah, but I uh, down on that a little further?
2: Uh, go ahead, but just 17 seconds or less. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> no, the, the important thing that you just mentioned is uh, organic growth is good, but you need a plan to grow grow yes, it that's a good and point and, yeah. and if you're not focusing on new acquisition then what you want is deeper penetration in yes. the existing organizations that you have yeah you know successions if somebody leaves who do you have a relationship already built with who's going to take over yeah, yeah that good those point. kind of concepts yeah
2: yeah i agree man i see the two of you guys going on a speaker <laughs> tour or whatever <laughs> yes, <laughs> a book tour or whatever good. yeah i mean i will I'll go ahead and leave the room whatever the one, you two, have. one two punch right <laughs> yeah i just feel smarter by listening to this <laughs> podcast than i'm actually hosting it yeah. <laughs> imagine if we were listening all right so um Uh, So step three, uh, lead your dedicated team forward. Uh, Give us a one bullet point on that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So um, this is a a challenging topic to talk about team because you want to bring everyone along with you um, and you need as a leader, you need to articulate what it is you're going after the vision. You need to articulate that, communicate it. But some people aren't going to come along with you. And so how do you help springboard them to what it is that they should be doing? And what? It and, and then how do we um, gracefully you know, uh, exit the, the others that shouldn't? Um, how do we hire the right people, get them on the bus, in the right seat, as, as Jim Collins says it? But this idea is we have to have a solid um, team that's behind us, that's loyal, that's dedicated, but is in alignment with our vision that we've articulated and communicated.
0: Uh, you know, I'm just full of homilies, and another <laughs> <laughs> and, and
3: another one. I feel I like ha- I'm at <laughs> church now. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Uh,
0: another one is rust never sleeps.
3: Oh, that's a good one. I like that. What? Thank
0: you. So, you know, what I'm really referring to is innovation is not new. It's yeah. the speed of innovation is not is new, yeah. uh, and it's happening quickly. So you need to adjust on that. Yeah. So that kind of leads me right into elevate your business with bulletproof systems and mental models.
3: Yeah, so um, the, the f- this is the fourth step you got to take to make the jump. It's to understand um, you know, how your business operates. You're talking about understanding it for organic growth. Um, I talk about this idea of the blueprint. Do, does your business have a living business plan? Does it have a place that you can go in and you can understand how, who is responsible for everything, what those things, those projects, those departments, those campaigns are, are looking like? Um, and as an a, what I call a business architect, I need to be able to be able to see that blueprint, understand how it works, and also be able to execute on that, or train people to execute on that. And so, um, the mental models piece is understanding different ways of looking at the business that permeate the culture. So, for example, I talk about the, um, the iceberg effect. Um, what we see at the top is only a little bit of, of the whole thing. Um, there's the things, we know, the things we know we know, the things we don't know that we don't know, and then, you know, there's these different layers. Um, so we can anticipate the unknowns, and we can sort of anticipate some unknown unknowns, but at the end of the day, there are certain unknowns that we can never predict. And so we have to build enough margin that gives us that room. Um, to operate, even in up, you know, success and failure. If we're operating by you know the skin of our teeth without margin, when a hiccup happens, our business could be gone. You know, it could be that quickly. So we need to prepare um, for that. So building those bulletproof systems um, is essentially this idea that if you, as the business owner, were to be shot with a bullet <laughs> and died, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> hopefully in a heroic act. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, wh- what would happen to your business? Would it continue to flourish without you? And that's the key question there.
2: Wow. I mean, that's resonated with a lot of people. So uh, we just got a, a couple minutes left. So I know you. Uh, we don't want to give away all the book, but uh, tell us a story, one of the stories from the book.
3: Yeah. So, um, you know, I talked a little bit about, you know, w- my business. I had a marketing company from 2007 to 2014. Halfway through that point, I I asked myself the question, if I were to start over my marketing business, what would I do? How would I structure it differently? And so I restructured our company. But a few years later, after I did that and we became what we wanted to be, then I asked myself the question again, if I were to start over vocationally and choose anything, what would that be? And it wasn't this marketing company. And so I made the leap um, to shut down this company that I loved, and this team that I w- that was great, and these clients you know <laughs> that were not paying us. And I, I leaped in not without n- the rope, <laughs> without the rope. I didn't know what was <laughs> going to be next. In fact, uh, I didn't I didn't realize freelancing would be my next path. You know, consulting and freelancing, but it sort of chose me. And so after I shut down the company, um, within a couple months I had you know a, ha- a dozen or so projects, and I was a freelancer. And so um, that's the path you know that that helped me go down this road that allowed me to write my first book Path of Freelancer the second book The Jump and and uh, several others that will will come in the future
0: can you give us a, an example or a story of one
3: of your idema projects um so so well there is a um, so idema um, is in the book i also have a landing page set up on medium.com/ at the at symbol idema and you can learn a lot about idema and there's some graphics and and tools and resources but when i'm working with clients um i'll actually set up a an what's called Airtable. it's a sort of a project management tool and i'll use idema to help structure how we organize the projects and we essentially build that blueprint i was telling you about that you know in, in a lot of cases i'm working on the marketing side with my small business owners and we're organizing the blueprint for their marketing. So what are all the things that are going on? What's in the ideate stage? What's in the discover stage? What's in the execute stage? And we're keeping everything organized um, and who's responsible for what and what, what's done, what's, what's, what's coming, Those kind of what's got to be sustained versus just uh, one, and one and done action. So that's a, a quick example. There's a lot of applications for it. Um, I also use it in my writing. So I blog. I have, you know, when I have a new idea for a blog, I put it in the idea folder, and then I discover that, and then I, I write it and maintain it, put it on my website, and, and then come back later and, and revisit that blog. So yeah, there's a lot of applications. Those are a couple examples. <laughs>
0: you know, I do have a question, though. Um, a lot of your clients start out as, or kind of migrate over to freelance, right? Yeah. And freelance, in many circumstances, uh, lack uh, back office um, resources, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, number one, they're working from home, yeah. right? So uh, what do you recommend? You know, th- we're in a, a co-working space uh, now. That's mm-hmm. where our studio is located. So, you know, the, the gig economy has spawned so many different innovations. Can you yeah, give any so advice I, to a
3: freelancer? Well, yeah. So um, one of the things I do with some of my clients is uh, I, because I don't have the intention of building another <laughs> marketing company, my <laughs> clients want more of my, my services, but I, d- I only have limited time. And I, I don't want to hire people. So what I do is I said, let's hire some other freelancers. And so I actually will, will, hmm. will assemble some teams mm-hmm. and we'll work together on this project. But they're working with the client directly, and I just might be helping project manage it. Um, and so um, so that's another way is essentially build a virtual team for your marketing or for your sales or for for, for operations or finance or whatever it might be. Um, so I have some clients that leverage that model, you know, insourcing and outsourcing, kind of how do you leverage the two together. And then, um, but for freelancers, you know, in the in the book Path of Freelancer, I, I explore these eight uh, achievements that freelancers must do to mm-hmm. succeed and that uh, sounds like a lead for our next podcast we don't want to <laughs> give away the whole book
2: <laughs> or whatever yeah so we are jason unfortunately and Artie, we're out of time here for this episode of the georgia podcast but i want to thank our guest jason for being in the studio and you're all over the internet i'm looking at all your social media handles uh but uh i think you just go to jason you'll find out about the book you'll find out about uh his his linkedin contact information correct yeah. all that good stuff so i look forward to the uh autographed copy of the book yeah and to our next uh, conversation. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, guys. See you next time.
1: On behalf of the Pro Business Channel, we thank you for listening to the Georgia Podcast, featuring the who's who and what's new in Georgia. Made possible in part by Global Podcast Studios, offering podcast studio rentals, production, and distribution. Visit globalpodcaststudios.com. And by our friends at Serendipity Labs, co working, private offices, and more. True inspiration at work. Learn more at serendipitylabs.com. Join Rich Casanova for the next Georgia podcast and download on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more.